0: Today's episode of Transform Your Workplace is brought to you by Zenium HR. Learn more about Zenium's complete HR plus payroll solution at zeniumhr.com. And don't forget to sign up for Zenium's annual What People Want from Work survey. It's a free employee engagement survey where Zenium does all the work. We ask questions around company leadership, diversity, equity, inclusion, compensation, and benefits, and so much more. All you need to do is have one representative from your company sign up. We'll send you all the details and instructions in an email template that you can send your employees. We'll collect all the data and give you a free report in the end about what your employees said. Learn more and sign up. Link is in the show notes to the what people want from work survey. Well, in this episode of Transform Your Workplace, I sit down with Wendy Ellen. Wendy is a decluttering and organization expert. So in this episode, we're going to learn how to be more organized, how to reduce our personal and workplace stress based on clutter and disorganization. So I hope you and your employees get a lot out of this. Wendy has a lot of great ideas for implementing best practices around helping you and your employees find greater productivity, performance, and you'll find peace of mind both at home and at work. Make sure to connect with me. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those places. I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn the most. And if you'd be so kind to give a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, that helps people like you find the show and help spread the word. Enjoy today's episode. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Andy, it's a pleasure to have you on Transform Your Workplace. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Love being here.
0: So you're an expert on decluttering, um, disorganization that many of us who are in the working world um, we struggle with. How did you even get into this line of work?
1: So way back when, when I was working in corporate America, I worked in the advertising industry. I was on the agency side, and then I moved over to the sales side. And I found myself in corporate America very curious about the way people operated. I watched how people worked. And I was kind of amazed at how dysfunctional most people were, despite how successful they were, right? And I thought, they're successful, but they're not happy and they're successful, but they're stressed out and they're overwhelmed and they're on overload. And I I never understood how people were willing to work that way. I just didn't understand it. I always had systems and I worked them and they worked for me. And so when I left corporate America in 2000, I really wanted to figure out what I could do to give back to the world where I didn't have to go to school to learn something because I didn't want to be a student again. I realized that I had this gift for getting things done If I could teach people how to work the way I worked, their life and their job would look so much different. And so I went on this journey of 21 years of literally looking at the way I worked and why did it work for me and how did it work for me and teaching other people how to do the same thing. And I have been transforming very busy, disorganized professionals' lives for a very long time now.
0: Was it a pretty introspective experience for you? Like you, you did work a certain way and you sort of documented how you did it? Or did you go on a studying journey and, and reading books and, and just and observing people? Like what was the path like?
1: It was a mixture of both. It was a mixture of reading what other people were doing and saying about the topic. But it was really mostly about I really believe that it's hard for me to teach someone how to do something that I don't know how to do. Right? That doesn't work for me. If it doesn't work, now it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But my theory is if what you're doing isn't working, why not try something else? And the something else is what's been working for me all these years, right? I can't imagine having any more than 50 emails in my inbox at once. And that's a lot. That's a lot, right? 50 emails is a lot. Most people have thousands, thousands, Brandon, thousands. And I don't get it. And that to me is stress. It's worried that something could have fallen through the cracks that someone's waiting for that could make me money, whatever it is, right? So I learned early on how to maneuver and take control of my email inbox so that it doesn't take control of me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I imagine you like David Allen's work of getting things done. He's
1: the one that I'm most in line with.
0: Right. I, Based on what you're saying, it sounds like it. It's like, You shouldn't have email sitting in an inbox in general because you should either, what what does he say? Like, like get rid of it basically. Like, so you reply, you folder it away, you store it somewhere or delete it, right?
1: You make decisions. Most people who have emails in their inbox just aren't making decisions. They're just looking to put fires out. So, you know, this has just been one of those topics that honestly, not many people are willing to talk about in the corporate world. People don't raise their hand and tell their boss, I'm disorganized. I need help. They don't feel good about that. They're a little embarrassed about it. And they're also worried about losing their job, right? But when's the last time anyone ever, when they interviewed somebody said to them, hey, by the way, Brandon, are you organized? Right? Gonna and are you yes. get to and you going to say yes. <laughs>
0: of course.
1: So it's all these people that are suffering in silence that organizations don't even know that they have this problem. But what if they were to offer... A toolbox of this nature to every employee to say we got you we care about you we don't care what your disorganization issue is but we have a toolbox that covers all of them here's the toolbox you use what's going to work for you and then if you want more help we're going to give you live Wendy Ellen but in the meantime we're going to give you this journey for you to go on with other people in your organization as an accountability partner to really transform the way you work.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, going back two years ago, let's say an employer didn't give their employees toolbox. So there's employees working just dis- in a disorganized way, and they were in the office, and then all of a sudden you have a pandemic, and then now you've forced people home, and some people went back. But then they brought their problems home with them. And I, what have you heard or seen from people about their disorganization transferred from the office now back home?
1: Oh, it's it's off the charts. It's why I did what I did in 2020. I went and wrote that book, Working From Home, How's That Working For You? And got it to number one bestseller. And now it's taken off and everybody's now listening about this topic. But what I've noticed is this, COVID didn't make people disorganized. COVID shed a light on all the people that already were. And now they're having to figure out, how to work amongst all their clutter at home when before they got to leave it and go to an office that was manageable. And they don't even know where the best place in their home is to work. And now this whole hybrid thing, here's what I say about that. It doesn't matter where or right. for whom or what you do. It matters how. And when you have systems, you can work anywhere. It doesn't matter.
0: My assumption is that there became a separation between those who already were very organized and efficient with the way they worked in the office. And then you go home and like, they probably for them, it was no different, right? They took their system and it translated to the home office. Whereas I feel like then the people who were disorganized and didn't have a system in which they operated, they went home and it, there was a bigger separation between those who were very productive and those that are not. Am I thinking about that the right way? You see that?
1: Absolutely. And you know, the ones that had to go home amongst clutter and chaos are so distracted by the overwhelm, they don't know what to do first, right? But they're not raising their hand and saying help. This is not one of those things where you raise your hand and you say help. So I say to these organizations and these leaders out there, Let's just assume that some people have big problems and let's offer it to everybody so that we're not making anybody wrong and singling anybody out. Here is a general productivity toolbox that is going to fuel productivity, performance and peace of mind, which is why it's called Wendy wow. Ellen's 3P Academy. And it is a game changer for every single person out there that has any type of issue. And when I say any type of issue, I mean procrastination, perfectionism, multitasking, setting boundaries around your time, creating a morning routine that breeds success, physical clutter, technology clutter, honoring your word, being on time. This course focuses on every single one of those elements that are directly related to disorganization. Mm
0: -hmm. Are you seeing specific trends in different industries or just things that come up on a regular basis where every professional could relate to? Like You mentioned email. I mean, everybody has email, right? So I'm curious if those are the issues that are coming up mostly.
1: Here's what I say about email. Number one, it's never going away. Okay, it's here to stay. Number two, we have no control over what comes into our inbox. Right now, emails are popping into both of our inboxes, right? We have no control. But we have absolutely 100% control once it gets in there. It is our job to do something with it. So why isn't the whole world getting serious about how they work in their email inbox? Because the stress plays out in so many aspects of people's lives, from sleep to health to relationships to money, everything. Being disorganized affects so many aspects of people's lives. They don't even know what it affects. They just know they're stressed out and they're overwhelmed. And the biggest thing I get from being organized, and let me just say this, I am not looking for 100%. I am 80% organized. I am the 80%... Woman, I am not looking for a hundred. There's no such thing as perfection, and it's why people don't do this. Because I think if they can't get it hundred percent right, why bother? Eighty percent is good enough, and so I'm eighty percent organized.
0: What does eighty percent look like for you?
1: Eighty percent looks like in my five day window of five work days, because that's all I care about. I'm, you know what? I'm off the grid on the weekends. Yep, I do what I want, it. but five days a week. I err on the side of being organized more than less, which means either three days, four days, or five days. Okay? So at least three days a week out of five, I'm following my systems. And I usually do all five because they work for me.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about being organized is I think a lot of people believe it's overwhelming. It's just to get started, it'd be so hard. But I look at myself and I think of the times that I've really been organized, I had some sort of system that I followed and I followed it to a T And because they didn't have to think about it. Because when you have excess emails, too many meetings on the calendar, cluttered desk, it becomes too overwhelming. It's like, ah. I'm not going to do that. and I'm not going to deal with it now because it's just, it's too overwhelming. Do you find that it's, that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't have a system in place that's going to help them sort of automate the way they think about it. So they don't have to think.
1: First of all, there's no system out there that doesn't require some effort on your part. Okay. Right. There's no system out there. If there is, please, you guys, whoever, you know, call me on my cell phone. I'm answering. There's no system that doesn't require some effort on your part. So my systems are easy enough for you to not only implement them but stick with them long enough to reap the benefits right you don't go on weight watchers and all of a sudden you lose 20 pounds you go on weight watchers and the first week you lose three
0: gotta put in the work too
1: and then the next week you lose three more and all of a sudden you're inching up to your goal it's the same thing with getting organized and i say all the time that that i feel like i'm the smoke enders and the weight watchers of getting organized and people say well what do you mean by that and i went well Top three New Year's resolutions, lose weight, quit smoking, get organized, right? What do they all have in common? You got to want it bad enough. There's got to be an end goal for you. I am going to try and get you to change the way you live. And you are not going to be up for that challenge if there isn't something in it for you. So when I'm working with people, I'm actually asking them, what's in it for you? What do you want your life to look like in three months after we get started working together?
0: Do you often have individuals come directly to you or does an organization come to you and say, wendy i've I think I have a problem in my organization where maybe some people are organized, but I need some sort of toolkit. I need some tools for my employees so they can follow a a system they want it. they just don't know how to do it like is that what's the more common scenario for you?
1: Well, I've been working one on one for many, many years doing one on one coaching right small business owners and entrepreneurs, and then organizations are getting wind about this and they're hiring me to train specific teams and the team is so happy they tell the next department and before you know it i'm starting to swirl around in an organization and that's how this whole scaling came to be i had organizations last year that said to me how do i get your content in front of the entire organization and i said well how many people are 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 in your organization 18,000. Well, those are some big numbers. So that's when I did the research, found this platform, this LMS, Learning Management System, that my content now lives on in micro-learning bits for people to go through this journey. So now I'm talking to really big organizations, Lululemon, American Cancer Society, Southern Company, big companies. That want to offer this as part of their wellness program. What's the one word that, I, that comes to mind when I hear wellness is stress?
0: Stress, absolutely. Right?
1: It comes in all shapes and sizes. And so much of what creates it is lack of organizational systems.
0: What, um, when people are disorganized and it's happening throughout an organization, what sort of symptoms show up in a workplace where it becomes a problem and the organization is like, I need, I need you, Wendy.
1: Well, first of all, the great resignation is real and people are leaving. And I think people think that it's going to be different at another job, but you're just going to take your habits with you. People staying engaged, people getting enough work done to actually have a life. You know, this whole work-life balance thing, you know, I don't love the words life balance. I like work-life integration because it's never going to be balanced. But if you integrate life into your workday, that feels more doable Um, it plays out in people not getting promoted. I had a client that once called me and said, if if we don't get this guy organized, he's going to lose our biggest account. They're a done with non-responsive attorneys. We got to get somebody that can respond, right? Things are falling through the cracks. Doesn't have a handle on his life and his job. So it really shows up in so many, so many parts of an organization. But right now there's all this talk about culture. Companies are hiring people and their title is people, people, the people, person, the culture, person, right? What's that about the culture, people. I had a client that I was reading. I was, I was on a phone with her the other day and I wrote this down. I hope I still have it here. She had a t-shirt on that said you can't love the culture and not support the people. Brilliant. Right. If you're going to love your culture and if you're going to be focused on the culture of your organization, you have to support your people. How do you support your people? Where do they might have problems? This is a big one no one talks about. And I get in there and stir the pot.
0: And I love that because the the disorganization piece, it affects both home and work. So if if you truly care about your people, and that's what your culture is all about, the people, then giving people tools like this so they could not only manage their work, but then it doesn't take them home and affect their home life. And it, like you said, it's integrated, right? So you give them the tools, they're probably happier, more engaged. I mean, anything else you'd add to that? (laughs)
1: Well, not only that, but I keep saying to these organizations, not only do I want you to have to offer this tool, I want you to tell the world that you're offering this tool where no one else is doing it. What if you're the guy? What if you're the company? Be the company that does what they say they want to do, right? My number one uh, tagline for my business is, you ready? Because I said I would. You can't have that mentality if you don't set yourself up to do what you say you're going to do. I'm an honor to my word kid. I'm a reliable human being. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But I have to be a planner in order to make sure that happens. What if you had that energy in your culture? It was a because I said it would culture. And you decided that every single person in your organization was going to be buttoned up 80% to the point where you were able to deliver that, right? I mean, that's huge. One of the things I'm also doing right now is I'm talking to colleges about offering this as a life tool when they graduate so that they literally have this toolbox as a foundation to whatever they do in their life.
0: I love that because like, it's not taught at that level. And then you get into the workplace for your first job. And what are you expecting your employer to handle this for you and give you all the tools? I mean, and every employer is cut so differently. So I mean, in an ideal world, like you're saying, an employer would provide a toolkit like this, but I love what you're doing. Like you're trying to get it at the college level, because those are the people that probably need it the most.
1: And there's not a parent in the world that wouldn't pay for whatever it took to make sure their (laughs) kid has these skills, right? I'm a parent. I get it. So it's so critical. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission, seriously, Brandon, to, like, make the biggest impact I can because I know how much of a game changer this is.
0: Absolutely. What are the foundational pieces to like getting ahead of the disorganization? Like I mean, what what are the components you would touch on? And you said you had an e-learning course, but when you go into an organization, like what are the pieces?
1: So here's what I say. There are so many people out there that are very interested in getting an MBA and they are perpetual students and they keep getting degrees and they get their MBA. And what the MBA gets them is the job. So now they get into this job that their MBA got them But the way they do their job has nothing to do with the MBA. I want people to get an MSA. And that's the degree I have, which is in mindset, systems, and accountability. And that's what this whole journey is about. Mindset, systems, and accountability. Decide right here and now, you're going to do things differently. You're going to take control and you're going to make different choices and do things differently. Then set up the systems for whatever part of your life you're disorganized in. And then have an accountability partner. And a lot of times that's me, but it doesn't have to be. But when you have somebody in your life that's doing this with you, or that's holding you up and supporting you as you're making these changes, that's where the rubber meets the brand. Yeah.
0: And I imagine if somebody like in an organization goes through a course like that, it almost becomes ingrained in the culture if everybody's bought into it. So there's alignment. And if you have accountability buddies, then it's, I think it would catch on a little bit further.
1: Oh, my God. Can you imagine if an entire organization, everybody went through this journey, an entire organization, right? And every single person is on the same system and sharing what's working for them and and holding each other up. And, and it's so interesting when I talk to people, I either talk to the people who were disorganized and really need it. Or I talk to the people who are really organized and see the value in it. Yeah. It's a win-win. Everybody wins.
0: Touch on the mindset piece. Is that like the probably the first component, like just a mindset shift that people have to go through? And usually where do you start with something like that? Is it like they didn't or they didn't know about this before? Or there's a different way of doing it? Is it a positive attitude sort of situation? Is it all of it? I'm I'm curious where you start with that.
1: Part of it, the mindset stuff, I think, is looking to see what's not working, right? What What's not working and what are you willing to admit is not working? The first thing is admitting you have a problem, right? The second thing is what's happening because of the problem? You're disorganized. Your, your email inbox is overload. What's happening because of that? Are you missing important things? Have you missed some making money? Are you missed a deadline? Is your job on the line, right? And then, you know, what what's the suffering from that? People don't change unless the pain is big enough so where's the biggest pain point point? and then the next question i ask is what do you want it to look like in three months from now you're on the other side of this what does your life look and feel like because i can't get somebody to z if i don't know what that looks like right so we're always doing some work about vision envisioning what it looks like and what it could feel like and what's in it for you you really, the mindset stuff is what's in it for you. If you tell me, Wendy, that by putting your systems together, I'm going to be able to do nine hours of work in seven hours, I'm in. If you're buying me two hours a day that I can go play with my dog or my kid or, or read a book or go, go exercise, I'm in.
0: It's interesting because I'm sure everybody has a little different why behind it. Because when you started talking, I was like, my why behind getting organized is probably not letting people down. Because I care about people, and I care what they th- I care what they think too. But I also I'm a do what I say I'm going to do kind of guy, and if I don't ever follow through, which is it's not often, but that's the last thing I want to do is let anybody down. So that'd be my why. And I don't know if you have a range of responses when it comes to like the reason that people want to get started with something like that. But
1: I think part of it is. They're willing to get started, A, if they need it bad enough. If it's an urgency, you know, like people, some people don't die unless the doctor says you're going to have a heart attack and die, right? Right. There are probably some relationships that are on the line because of the way people are living. It's the whole, runs the whole gamut of why people are willing to do this. And it's, a lot of it's really personal. A lot of it's professional. A lot of it is job on the line related, promotion related, general health related. You know, people don't have enough time to make dinner. So they eat out of a bag. And before you know it, they're 20 pounds heavier.
0: Like who's best suited for your particular program and even even if they wanted to start it, like who who's this best suited for?
1: I'm right now I'm talking to companies that have anywhere from fifty to five thousand employees. Okay. Or even a thousand employees. Smaller companies who can make quicker decisions about this, right? Right. Um, who won't have a million people that it has to go up a ladder to. And that are really interested in walking the talk when it comes to culture, right? You say you're all about your culture and your people, you got to be it. You got to show it, not just say it. It's really about walking the talk. And then I also do a lot of one-on-one coaching for individuals who really want the individual attention. I do a bunch of that, which I'm loving doing, and I've been doing it for years, but I only take a certain amount of coaching clients because I really want to stop exchanging my time for money and leverage this business and make a bigger impact. So really, organizations is what I'm focusing on right now. The coaching clients I always have, you know, they they start, they end after six months and new ones come in.
0: What kind of outcomes could organizations expect from going through a program like this?
1: This is a journey that's all about change. It's all about sustainable change. It's about really making sure that they're going through this journey within time. It's not overnight. It's an, you know, I would say eight to 12 week journey that can happen anytime. It does. And it doesn't have to be eight to 12 weeks. When you buy this program, you buy it per user per year, but you're going through this journey and you're literally biting off every tool one at a time. So that at the end of this, you got people who are not living with physical clutter. They're not living with electronic clutter. They can find, put their hands on anything they need immediately They're honoring their their word about deliverables. They're being realistic about how much they can get done in a 24-hour period. They're actually setting boundaries around their time. They're deciding that it doesn't need to be a meeting, but maybe it just needs to be a conversation, right? Meetings, I think, are a waste of time. (laughs) They're not multitasking anymore or switch tasking because they know how to focus because they're not distracted. Um, They're not procrastinating because there's no need to. They're not looking for perfectionism because this is 80% Mm -hmm. I'm looking for.
0: Where can people evaluate how disruption or an organization, those sort of things are affecting their life? Is there a way to uh, self-assess where people are at? Yeah,
1: I have a productivity assessment that everybody takes in the very beginning at the intro of the course. And then they take it at the very end to see how the numbers have changed, right? So I have a list of issues with number one through 10. Number one is I'm a total train wreck. And number 10 is I've got this. Right, and everybody lives in between. Yeah, I
0: imagine a lot of people overrate themselves on the assessments. Though, like I'm not a I'm not a train wreck. I swear. Who
1: cares? It, you know the, the you know the minute you admit it, there's a freeing there's a freeing to failing to admit that. Oh my god, I'm a mess in my yeah, inbox. Absolutely. So it's really this work is so powerful, so much needed right now, more than ever.
0: Yeah. I agree 100%. Well, Wendy, it's been a pleasure having you on the the podcast. Where can people learn more about you, the the courses, the the ways they're going to touch you, anything like that, that you want to share?
1: Wendy at wendyellen.com is my email. And then my website is wendyellen.com, W-E-N-D-Y-E-L-L-I-N.com. Everything is there. There's the 3P Academy, one-on-one work. Contact me, buy the book on Amazon. It has a link that takes you right there.
0: Awesome. We'll put a link in the show notes for sure. But Wendy, Ellen, thanks for being part of the Transform Your Workplace podcast. Really appreciate you.
1: My pleasure. Appreciate being here.